The Talking Point with Kathy Motsasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. So that was uh, the view of the health minister, Zuelim Kize. Uh, do you believe his version in terms of how he says the money had flowed from digital vibes into the accounts of his son and his family trust? Of course, they've taken a decision to repay back all the money. But does this sound like a reasonable and plausible explanation to you? Uh, I'll be taking your calls on this issue on 011-714-2006. Well, the issue of the country's deputy ministers coming under the spotlight again. In fact, uh, the SAFTU Secretary General Secretary, Zuelin Zima Vavi, weighing on on this issue a little earlier on SFM Sunrise with Stephen. The president is free to appoint anybody, and uh, even if it's just a professional outside mm. the, uh, the ANC or outside the parliament. And uh, he can do that. But the question that we must ask is, why was Joe Patler appointed the deputy mm. minister if he has no capacity mm. to be the minister whatsoever? That, mm. To the point that when someone is being asked to take a leave, he cannot be given that mm. responsibility to run the department. And it goes to the second question. What are these deputy ministers for? We have two, three in, in some of the departments. We have an executive that is way above 60. Uh, people, where is the promise to trim it down back to the numbers where we started with with only 18 to 24 under Nelson Mandela, which then kept on increasing to this massive unsustainable bureaucracy at the top, which then compound even the workers' issues now we are, giving, we are being given low salaries as we speak, and we are being asked to, to tighten the belt for the next three years without any wage increase. We think that part of the reason is because of this massive bureaucracy in the cabinet of people who are dead, who have no capacity, and the fact that the president has no confidence on Joe Parker is yet another indication that he appoints people to make balances in terms of the factional battles mm-hmm. inside the party instead of appointing people in terms of their capacity. So let me bring in Kakiso Powe. He's a senior lecturer at the Witt School of Governance to weigh in on this matter. Kakiso, good morning to you. Hello, Kakiso. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you now. Good morning. Morning. Let's talk about this issue of deputy ministers and Zuelin Zimavavi, uh, the, the General Secretary of SAFTU, is raising very important questions. Legis- legislatively, the reasons why deputy ministers cannot deputize their superiors. But it brings us back to the issue of why these deputy ministers, why these positions exist in the first place. No, no, I think that's actually a good way to approach it because one would even go a step further that if you read the South African Constitution, Section 85 and 91, it clearly states that these people are not part of cabinet, you know, Mm. because there's always this misconception that, no, they will deputize. No, they don't deputize. The Constitution itself clearly says that, listen, your role, you actually don't have a role. What you're saying should be, maybe we need to be functional about this. If they're just simply there, and even the Constitution recognizes that they're not part of cabinet, they, we should simply really get rid of it. Because more than that, I, I, I don't want to take the approach, I think Mr. Zolim Zimavavi was saying that it's, it's just uh, dead wood, but rather say you're actually wasting human potential. Because remember, a deputy minister doesn't just come as an individual. Usually mm-hmm. they're about 10 to 12 attaches, and the ministry sometimes literally needs to cater for them. So 
So I'd rather say, listen, let's really get rid of that position. And there are some ministries, such as the, the DTR, which is, have, have historically had large, they're so large that you kind of need deputies and they've got assigned roles. But in the main, really, we should really be getting rid of it. Because just as you said, legislatively, even constitutionally, they don't play a role. So why are we having them there? And maybe the obvious answer mm. is it goes back to 1994 and politics that you need to put certain people there to kind of ensure that they, I don't want to say, because if I say it's a nursery school, it's, it's probably the most expensive nursery school we've had. So I think you just need to keep them there so that they're preoccupied with some form of governance. Because clearly, it's not that you're managing the future. You, you, you've said they need to be preoccupied with some kind of governance. And yet, you know, the reality is that most of these deputy ministers find themselves in the position where a year goes by and we don't even know what it is that their department has been doing. And some, in fact, uh, have previously lambasted the fact that, you know, they're given very little work to do. They don't sit in um, cabinet minister in meetings of the executive, which also it reduces their role completely. You do. But but I think for me, it always goes back to this, because I remember I wrote an article about this two years ago, which is to say, have we actually planned for what government should look like? For instance, we have who knows how many ministries at the moment, because it's been expanded since, uh, I think, since 35 to 37, or or something along those lines. But if I had to ask you, in truth, how many do we need? Like Mm. For example, China has 23. Now, compare China's size, complexity to South Africa, they've got 23. Uh, I think Russia has also about in the 20s, and Botswana, just our neighbor, has about 17. So why does South Africa, a country ge- geographically not as big as China, even Russia, or even if, if, even as big as Botswana, but we've got this number? Because for me, I think it goes back to p- the planning of government. I don't think there's really been a thorough discussion about, listen, what do we actually understand by ministries? Because I think if we really understood what a ministry is supposed to do, not only would we actually reduce having ministers, then the role of the deputies would would possibly be brought into better question. Because sometimes I think to jump to the deputies, as you're saying, even they are frustrated. For me, the bigger question is, when we actually think of a planning government, truth be told, we have got too many ministries, and we actually don't know what to do when it comes to the, the question of national ministries as a whole. Parliament is the body that is supposed to exercise some kind of oversight now when it comes to the offices of the deputy ministers. And when you think about the track record of Parliament in doing that, has there been success in, in truly holding deputy ministers accountable? No, uh, not at all. Because again, how do you hold somebody who constitutionally, legislatively, doesn't really preoccupy much thinking? It's very hard to hold them to account. What we mm-hmm. have seen is sometimes the, the issue of expenditures coming to say, why did you bring in so many, you know, attaches for lack of a better word? And that, again, it, it's just a question of going back to the ministerial handbook, more than saying, listen, you've not really, you've done such a constitutionally bad thing. Could, could, I mean, to their credit, they can't do something constitutionally bad because they don't even count in the constitution. Uh, does it mean that the positions of deputy minister, ministers are effectively there just for the sake of politics, that, um, you know, it is to extend um, the, for lack of a better word, the, re- the reward for different politicians of, of political parties? 
I think your wedding is better than my nurse's wedding. <laughs> so it, it, in truth, it is. Because if the counterfactual were true, the question we should ask is, how many deputy ministers are, have actually graduated to being ministers? Mm. I think, if I'm not mistaken, one who comes to mind is the minister, the current minister, Mr. Sikilien Balula, when he started off as deputy in policing, if I'm not mistaken. But that, that's like the most prominent one to date. So clearly, even among themselves, politicking, it makes no sense to have them there because they don't graduate forward. And what, we, what you should want, ideally, is to be able to say you're graduating forward. On average, and I know this might be a difficult question for you to answer, you know, or you might not have the immediate answer on hand, but do we know how much of our budget goes towards deputy ministers? I mean, when I was checking last night, some of the, the, the salaries average between 1.9 million rand, which is more than what MPs earn. Um, but, but in totality, when you talk about these offices that they set up, the number of officials that they bring in with them. Uh, as I said, using I think 2015, 20, 20, 2016 figures, it is 1.9. So as a total to the taxpayer, you're talking about 70, 70 million, about 70.70 million, uh, 300 around there. And then if you obviously were to expand it to bring in the attaches, one would argue that it's not wrong to say you could actually go up to probably 100, if not 150. But this is me just uh, using mm-hmm. 2015, 2016 numbers without without inflation. So I guess that's where the problem goes to that. Look, listen, it could literally go as high as the numbers, which are not always calculated properly. In your view, can we afford to let deputy ministers go? Yes, because uh, legislatively they play no role. So we're not losing anything financially. If anything, we're gaining. And, and listen, if you're saying, look, TK, what about the issue of employment? Clearly, the only employment which is being created is for them and their attaches and Look, we wish them all the best uh, that they might find other jobs, but we really don't need them and we can't do without them. All right, let's leave it there for this morning. Kariso Bowe, he's a senior lecturer at the Wits School of Governance. You heard him there. We really don't need them and we could do without them. What's your view on the issue of deputy ministers? Do you think that they still need to be forming part of cabinet? I'll take your calls on this matter. 011-714-2006. Let's get the conversation going. Yanda Maume is standing by with your latest 9.30 headlines.